Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast, where we will be sharing all things motherhood, farming, faith, rural living, and so much more. So grab your favorite beverage of choice and come hang out with your two farm wife besties. We are so happy you are here with us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are so excited to have you here. It is December. Hello, Christmas. Oh my gosh. Where did 2023 go? I don't know, but just sitting in this light also, hello, December. I am to my very pasty white Whitney life. Summer tan is gone. Also, be thankful you guys can't see us. <laughs> yeah, it is we definitely a hair, hair wash day for Whitney. <laughs> oh, and Kylie. And shaved legs. My, like, I think I I took off my makeup last night, but I obviously didn't do a good job with my eyeliner or not even wear eyeliner, my mascara. And I look like I have raccoon rings. <laughs> oh yeah. They just smudge down. <gasps> oh, it's you guys, I have had a long morning and it's only 10 o'clock here. Word. Except my morning is that at three when Letty gets up. <laughs> I love you and I don't envy you. <laughs> Um, you and Emily, both like my, my best friends had babies basically weeks apart and I want to be as supportive as I can and support you in any way. And also I don't want to be you. Mm. I feel that in like the most loving way. <laughs> right. I feel that like, kind of like a grandma, like you want to snuggle, but you want to give them back an aunt. Let's say aunt. Cause yeah. you know, I'm younger than you, but don't or, give me gray hair yet. I'm just like talking about my mom. <laughs> Something my I mom well. Like, oh yeah, they're crying here. Can you take them back? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cause you know, I'm, I'm going to be um, like, I have such a desire to hold and love babies, especially at Cultivating Courage. I don't know what it's about. If there's just like a surge of hormones in the room. You were last year too, or this every time, Every time I'm just like, you have a baby and I'll I take think, it. Here's where I think here's where I think it comes in at is because I remember so vividly how hard it was to manage my own feelings, my own physical pain, my own body when I was a new mom. And when you're in an atmosphere like that, I feel like hopefully these women trust me enough for me to just hold their baby for a little while. Even if they have to go pee just to do yeah, something. Just like, let me hold it and I'll just sit here with it while you just take five minutes for yourself. And I think that I just know how hard that was for me at the time. And I'm always just like, let me be that for you. I don't want them for a long time. Like I'm about to go have a beer and go talk to everybody. But if you need five or 10 minutes, I'm here for you. I got you. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Well, anyone can do that for me at Cultivating Courage, as long as you don't have germs. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I was just going to say everyone wear a mask, but I was just joking and also very much joking. <laughs> <laughs> also that kind of chocolate milk it's the row right. oh, oh, it's the it's the milk. chocolate milk monster <laughs> <laughs> oh rowie okay let's dive on in why don't you give me a recap on your world for a few minutes and okay. i'm gonna go fill a cup of chocolate milk <laughs> oh recap gosh i can't even remember what we talked about last time surely it was about what was going on in our world so it's winter so that means lots of shop time for our guys here so working on trucks, if you know Bart, Peterbilt Life, trucks always need worked on. Um, we actually have, and I'm going to butch this name, it's Mad Garage Official is here out of the Dakotas, and they are um, waxing, like detailing and ceramic coating some tractors, 
And then we're trying it on a Peterbilt that um, the lifespan of its paint job is kind of over, but he thinks that he can like restore it. And so we're giving that a shot before we did a paint job, but that guy's here this week. Um, Letty's growing. She's got chubby cheeks now, which is really fun because I hate having scrawny babies, (laughs) but I always have scrawny babies for a few months, Mm -hmm. but she's got big old cheeks. I'm sure if you can hear her, she sounds like a pig. She still has a little bit of a cold, which hasn't been the funnest. Kylie and I were supposed to record last week and I'm like, girl, I am literally a walking zombie. I need sleep. (laughs) I'm just so proud of you. Like that's a boundary that you needed and rest is key. One of my friends asked me if she thought that working out keeps you healthier. And I said, yes, to a certain extent, I think working out and keeping your body in movement and your heart pumping and all of that is so beneficial. But I said, if it's foregoing sleep, rest is number one <laughs> to keep you healthy in always physical, mental, emotional rest is key. I know. And that's been a super hard. We're talking about parenting struggles today. That's been a hard thing for me is that I've been so tired that I literally have no energy to work out. And that's really been hindering my mental health, but I'm trying to work past it that I'm like helping myself in other ways right now. It's so hard. It's hard. such a mental mind game. It's so oh. hard not to have your body back like how it was previously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's so I mean, much fun work. fact. It doesn't necessarily go back. No, and it's so much work. So, I mean, number four, like I didn't gain as much weight pregnant as I did with Rowdy, but just bouncing back afterwards, I've had a really good um, postpartum recovery, but just wishing my stomach was flat and my butt was a little smaller is on my mind now, but sleep is most important for sure. Oh yeah. And your body is working hard without exercise. Right. Does that make sense? Like it's, it's going, it's already in overdrive. Right. I saw something that I was like, don't forget breastfeeding. Isn't just a workout. I'm like, BS. <laughs> At what point? feels like it. I've been um, eating it is, like it. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That was my favorite when I was breastfeeding, especially at like six to eight months after I was oh, breastfeeding. Oh, and um, I was like milked down like a cow, like bone skinny. I look back at pictures and I have to remember that that was not a normal for me. That was a right. very skinny for me because of breastfeeding. Cause I look at those and I'm like, Oh, I want to be like that again. That was a season. Um, um, if but that was not, that was not maintainable. Like my five foot seven, very, I would frame. say athletically frame on 130 pounds was like, Too hi, you're malnutrition. <laughs> <laughs> you um, felt good. Well, yeah. But I remember, you know, I hated something about my body then. Right. Oh and my gosh. I look back sure. now and I'm like, oh, okay. That was 25 pounds ago. Seriously, I talked to this. I'm getting so off subject. Sorry. That's okay. We both are. Before I got pregnant with her, um, a lady had asked me, I was working like with a life coach and she said, at what weight were you your happiest? And I was like, for sure, 150. And she's like, well, how long ago was that? I was like, "Uh, before Bodhi. She said, but when you were at 150, was there still things you wanted to change? And it like smacked me in the face because I was like, yeah, I still wanted to lose 10 pounds or have more muscle. And so- I just trying to remind myself that that's where I'm at. This is what I weigh right now. I'm never going to be 150 again. That's not even realistic because after the other two kids, I still wasn't that. But that's just yeah, that's just a struggle. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I look back and I probably weigh as much as I did before I had Rhett, my first. 
but my body's just really different. So different. Thanks. And shift. I think after I had my C-section, I, cause I, cause you know, they take all your innards out and then they put them back in. They messed up. I don't <laughs> think they put them back in. Right. <laughs> the puzzle pieces didn't fit back in. <laughs> Something's not right. Yeah. So I'm working on that too. We are off topic, but again, it's just so realistic and like we all deal with stuff like this, but I feel like I'm just now getting, yeah. having, I, I have created enough clarity, self-awareness and space to understand that, like what we're talking about right now with each other, that's not normal or, or, or it is normal, but it doesn't have to be the normal. Right. Like those conversations are so normal and are so common. Like and we you all, you guys, over it. any listener is saying, yeah, that's me about something about their life, about themselves, about their hair, their skin, their body, their shape, whatever it may be. So everyone has those things, yep. but it doesn't have to be like, we can reframe that thought. Right. And I, for sure. Whitney of baby number two still didn't even think that way. So I think my thirties, like we've talked, have just made things more clear. So much. Also, speaking of changes, how about the eye wrinkles? You getting those yet under your eyeballs? Or maybe it's just because I'm mean, so tired. No, <laughs> I, I n- no, yes, I am. <laughs> no, it's not just you. I looked um, in the mirror the other day. I'm like, oh, this is where I'm at. But I genetically have really saggy eyelids. So the more tired I am, it's like they're they're hood super hooded. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe I'll be so hooded one day I'll get a free medically insured <laughs> eye lift. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, let's talk about how hard being a mom is. <laughs> I think be let's say parent, because I'm not negating that it is not also hard to be a dad. Right. For sure. But we're wives, we're moms. So that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's our reality. Oh, I think something that I something that I struggle with as my two boys are in here um joining me for today's podcast. Some things that I wish that I, I, that I continue to work on are being present and Mm -hmm. being in the moment. And that, and that's even harder when you work from home, work at home, whatever you want to call it. All of the things when you're just at home a lot and you also have the responsibility of, you also have the responsibility of keeping the house, which we all do, but it's here. I see it a lot more Mm -hmm, for sure doing farm books. I mean, like just my reality is trying to do year end, trying to get ready for cultivating courage, trying to do all these things. And we've talked about this before that rowdy sometimes makes me feel really guilty. And it's been even worse since Letty was born because obviously he's not the baby anymore. But the other day he, he came in, he's like, you never spend time with me anymore. You always with Letty. I'm like, Oh, I feel that so hard because Rowan is still that way. I know. And, and it's such like, I don't, I don't think we should even have to preface it with it's such a gift to like have your kids, mm-hmm. want you. but it's so hard to mentally navigate all of it. Here, here's where I'm starting to struggle because the older my kids get, the more mature that they get, the more they're trying to learn what feelings they have in the inside and how to work with them. And so while I'm still as a mom, as a 32 year old mom, navigating that same exact thing, which I try to show them that I make mistakes or I have need help, or I have to ask God all the time for like direction Mm -hmm. um, and guidance. We're all, I also, I mean, it's our job as parents to help them help themselves, help them navigate their big feelings. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even know how to navigate them ourselves. 
so much so. And I think that's what just some recent specific events, I feel at a loss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just this big open gaping hole of like, what have I done and what am I doing? Which the what have I done is, you know, done the best that I can. Right. But also what, how do I, how do I go forward? Right. And you're not going to change what you have done in the past. No. I also, okay, so I also go ahead, a sorry. sense of scariness for like the unknown of the future. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like our kids have so much more in their lives than we ever dealt with. Like we've sure. got kids in his class with phones already. And I'm like, no, like we have a, we have a cell phone house phone that they use because like landlines aren't a thing anymore around here. Right. Rhett does too. He's in the second grade. But oh. I mean, we have to, someone in your harvest and stuff. And it's like, a kid in his class has Facebook and, and I know we're going to be those parents that he's going to always say, well, mom, so-and-so have this. And I'm going to say, I don't care. Like you're not having that. Yep. And that makes me, I, I, I hate, I hate having to think about that stuff. Yeah. It gives me very bad anxiety. Me too. Cause I think there is a place where they have to figure it out and create their own boundaries, but also like we were put on this earth right now to keep them as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. And to keep them as mentally clear and able to decide for themselves as possible. And in my personal opinion, phones at a young age is not that, not a, not an accurate. Um, I didn't get one till I could drive. And even then it was a flip phone that all it did was call and text. Right. I think we've talked about this a hundred times because this comes up often, but yeah, I was 13. I was in junior high and it was a Nokia, one of those flat Nokias that just had snake. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had a hundred talking minutes. No, I had, I had unlimited after seven. So unlimited nights and weekends, which I never used. Like I, none right. of my friends had cell phones. Um, but I had separation anxiety pretty bad and right. it made me feel safe to be yeah. able to call my mom. So yeah. they got me that. And I had 100 text messages for a whole month. Oh my gosh. I remember those days. I, I have to call, I have to call a number to be like, you have 12 messages left. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Like no internet, no nothing. Can don't we go t- back to that? Don't I can handle that. Saturday. Right. Like I can handle that or yeah, nights and weekends, free nights and weekends to call. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's wild. It's wild. How Back during a simpler time. And Seriously. our generation above us would be like, you don't even know what simple is. No. <laughs> Which is true. You have no idea. <laughs> we don't know. No. I mean, yeah, for real. Like I we had VHS tapes. I mean, we had all sorts of stuff to entertain us. Now it's I even worse. overwhelmed by social media. I can't imagine being a teenage girl. Mm-mm. Right Mm-mm. And, There's no way. and what like what society is telling us to be, do, look like. Mm. We have that enough as it is. Yep. That's so I'm not excited. I'm not excited. But also, I do also believe that we were all put here at the right time for the right reason. And there's nothing that we can't handle. Of course. And if we didn't have social media, we wouldn't know each other. We wouldn't know some of right, our friends. Right. And so we'll do the best we can with what we have. Yeah. Um, but for now, no for the kids. Okay. I found this article that I thought was really, really helpful. How to be a present mom, 10 tips and ideas. So take or leave any of these. Do not feel like Whitney and I are preaching. We probably need to take lessons from these ourselves. Also, we had just talked about surviving or surviving. Surviving. That's a good one. <laughs> I got a lisp. Surviving. Surviving versus thriving. I'm definitely just surviving right now. Just so mm-hmm. those member I said that could be changing, it changed. Mm-hmm. I think you texted me last week and you were like, how are you? And I was like surviving today. <laughs> today <laughs> Not it is this. Um, 
Okay. Number one, make sure that your cup is full. We hear that over and over again. And I think it's so true. I am working with a business coach and one of her main things, she's very woo. I'm, and I'm like partially woo. (laughs) That's not, that's not a real thing. Um, but like woo woo, like your mental energy has to be matching with your physical energy. And in the past I've been like, go hard, go home. No, no, no stop for the weary, no rest for the weary. And I would just either empty my cup out or overfill it so full that it's like I'm suffocating. Right. And so, um, woo woo to me is like, it's kind of like partially crunchy and partially not crunchy as a mom, but it's like energy work of, and God, like, like spiritual and just making sure that we're taken care of while we try to take care of others. Um, I just call it woo. Uh, That's a very much a Kylie word. Um, but she's like, okay, during this process as we're building out a new like offer next year, how can you take care of yourself? Is that like a nap, reading a book, going to get a massage? Yeah. It's not always a workout. I feel like people have pushed so hard, like since the beach body days that a workout is self-care. And it can be. Right. For sure. But it doesn't. It's not the only way. It might not be for you. For sure. Okay. So take care of yourself. Make sure your cup is full. Want me to read the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, Create and enforce clear house rules. So that is to clearly outline what is expected of your children and have logical consequences. I love the idea of logical consequences. Um, That's one thing Jordan and I have parented cohesively on since the beginning mm-hmm. not that we judge anybody else like you do you but we've yeah. heard when we before we had kids when people are out in public and they're like straighten up or we're gonna go home which when they have absolutely no intention of leaving right the kid picks up on that very quickly but you're so if you lying. say we're going to go home and they repeat the behavior you have to go home right so our consequences are more we try to be really mindful of what our consequences are so that they can't either be immediately if like enforced Mm -hmm. like around the house like okay if you do if you do that one more time you're gonna go up to your room okay perfect you did it again and you're up to your room you go and they're like no I'm so sorry and like no mm -mm, that was the like I set the boundary and here's this but I wouldn't say you're not getting any Christmas presents no because that's not realistic because that's not Rowan's pinching Rhett with a pair of John Deere pliers oof that might might leave a mark Rowan I'm going to take those away see clear boundary. I will take those away. So this is a funny one because we find our kids really hard to ground or like take things away when they've been bad. Because they just go next level. Is that how that happens? Cause that sometimes happens to me too. It's like, yeah, we level so, up. So we've like tried to think of things that actually really, I don't want to say bother them, but like bother them so that they will be better you know the consequence feels more consequential to them yeah because previously it's been like well you don't get tv for two days and it's like Leighton could survive without tv for a month so Mm -hmm. for her that is so could reese that's not a realistic thing for like seriously if we said you can't have chips for a week she would want to (laughs) die like oh my gosh are our kids the same reese does not reese is our sweet girl but if i told red he couldn't have chips for a week he would just be like What's so okay, we haven't used that with Layton, but we've joked about that. But for Bodie, we have, he's seriously, they were got in trouble on the bus a while back and we were like trying to think Ooh. what, how, what could we ground him with that would 
actually enforce that we are serious about this and it was truly taking away letting him wear sweatpants to school oh my gosh he was gonna have to what wear jeans yep did he did he straighten out yeah i mean like so funny like he was counting down the days that he was ungrounded from wearing jeans (laughs) what a good idea i need to think about that too and sometimes i have the fault which maybe we'll get through this since this will come up somewhere else but of as they level up, I level up. And that's definitely not the answer. So I've just started to really say, respond, not react, respond, not react, respond, yeah. not react. That's so hard as a parent though. When you're trying to not raise little a-holes. I probably respond, not react to my kids more than I do to my husband. I probably react more to Jordan because that's like, I get to be not the matriarch. Right. Or right. the parent all the time. I mean, it's like where I have the freedom to have slightly immature emotions. <laughs> I don't know. Where I can be the not adult. Right. Okay. Number three, always use positive reinforcement. Reinforcement is a fabulous, fabulous technique parents can use to encourage the behaviors they want to see. I I think this is interesting. I do like that one, but I do also think that it's focusing on good behaviors instead of dwelling on the bad, which I think is 10 out of 10. Yes. I agree. But I've read so much stuff. And again, sometimes I read too much, but instead of saying good job, there's so many other ways to positively reinforce. And I don't have a list, but I'm it says a sticker chart could be that good. We, that we I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, I always ask the kids like, how does that make you feel? Like mm-hmm. they'll come to show me something. I'm like, that is amazing. How does that make you feel so that I can like feel out? If it's Do they feel good about what they've right. done or what they've achieved? Right. Okay. Number four. Number four. Number four. Remember that less is more. Man alive, do I feel this. <laughs> As we have boxes, empty boxes cluttering our home. Oh, yeah. Shopping for Christmas. I mean, I'm done, but now it's all coming and I'm trying to smash it in my storage room. Mm-hmm. Oh, less is more. I have I wish I could be such a minimalist, but it's been so hard to do that when you haven't been. I, I want to be a hybrid minimalist. And I know they say you can't do one without the other, but like I'm all about a hybrid. Okay. I want to do... I want to do what's best for us. And and absolutely fully minimalistic is not ideal for us in any way. No. Me, just as a human, I just like things. But also um, we took that first big step this year with doing a big trip for Christmas. It won't be like that every year, but this is one thing, one way that we've made it very clear to our kids that they will still get a couple presents on Christmas. And of course they'll still get gifts from other people. But I've also tried to make it clear to other people like, hey, we don't want a bunch of crap. We love like some really useful things that the kids would want to take with us on the trip or they need clothing, but I I want them to still have a joyful, fun holiday um, with the present side of it, but also woof duh. Right. We've done the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're taking a trip with the kids for Christmas, but they'll still get gifts too. But, but but, I mean, I was looking the other day and it's like Layton's getting some horse stuff, which is absolutely Uh usable for Bodie's wanting some like NBA t-shirts and hoodies. It's stuff they're going to wear. It's not crap. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll I still get crap. I often but. wonder how many times I can actually declutter things because I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. Still keep doing it. Like in theory, it should all be gone by now. But, but I still um, five schedule regular one-on-one time with your child. Actually, I took a positive parenting course a couple years ago because I was like drowning in motherhood, and that was one thing. And actually, ooh. It's really good and it made my kids feel good. I kind of have obviously fallen off the wagon because life, but I think I might try to do that again because that did make my I, kids feel really good. 
I think that's great. Um, I talked with my therapist about this recently too, because we have, have amongst fixing myself, I'm also trying to really not mess up my own kids. Right. Um, I say that quietly because my kids are around me, but we talk about one-on-one time. She has three kids as well. And she said, one of the things that I do, whether it's right or wrong, they, she does things that the kids want to do, whether that's watch them play their video game and be really interested for an hour. It can be as simple as 20 minutes. I remember her telling me without distraction. And that's hard as a farm family. I think that's, I think that's where it comes into where it's just kind of hard with young kids. And as a farm family. Yeah. I think our lifestyle definitely trumps a lot of these things that make it harder. Right. Right. Okay. Number six, be present where your feet are. That is like your token phrase. I think that if we've, we could beat a dead horse, but we've loved this one and we, mm-hmm. it's not, it's a live horse. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't tell late and I said, talk about a dead horse. saying that got me through the NICU time. Mm-hmm. I love that you can see that. Yep. Although it was hard as hell in the moment. And, and I think too, as I look back over the last few years, I have struggled with futuristic fear. So the fear of the unknown um, and what happens and can't do anything about it. Um, And the more present I am, the better mental health I have as a parent or just as a human. I can only imagine that that's the same with the kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number seven, listen. So your kids may talk forever and it may not interest you. Just like we were talking the toy unboxing videos they want to watch or Roblox or Rhett loves Minecraft right now. That's what my kids are into too. Oh, he said he loves Roblox too. So yeah, Um, we just want to make sure, maintain eye contact when they speak, let them ask open or ask them open-ended questions so that they can really show you their love for that. Even if it will change tomorrow or a year from now, it's important to show you them that you're interested. Yeah. Um, Get your kids involved. Same thing. I think that goes like into the last two that we've talked about. Mm Mm-hmm doing things that uh, them, help them have them help cook. Yep. The last few weeks we've had the kids like help us clean out a vehicle and it's, it also teaches mm-hmm. them some responsibility because they are the ones that trashed it. <laughs> oh, we could go there. Was, I'm not going to go there. It was so um, Cause I, I mean, think you, that my you learn a lesson feelings that, will come yeah, out, but I smushed the chips into this floor and now I have to vacuum it. Darn it. Right. Um, so much yes so much yes we have Rhett is finally old enough to go help Jordan and actually do help versus right along make more messes right (laughs) yeah and I think that he loves it he like he loves a sense of responsibility too once he gets there and gets started and feels it's such a good lesson and something that we just like just like we were just saying it's hard to be farm parents in a one way because Maybe we don't have the traditional dynamic of mother and father or the how that role looks to a lot of people, but it's also such a gift because who else gets to take their kids with them to work if they so need to, and like gets to show them that responsibility. So pretty it cool. Is. It's a super different number life we live, but oh. it's good. Yeah. Number nine, learn your child's love language. Okay. I've tried to ask Rhett and I think his is one on like um, alone time or whatever. I, I haven't. I haven't read the five love language. Oh, there's a five love languages of children. I just saw there's a link. Uh, I, I've, re- I've read the five love languages and I think I know what mine and my husband's are, like what it is to give and to receive. But I really think that I will read this. Yeah. I didn't know there was a kid's one either. Me either. Because that what just kind of like Enneagram and, and, and the more we know about how we operate, the easier we can love. 
Oh, my two, my first two kids are for sure polar opposites of that. I'm going to have to get that too. Oh, mine are um, too. Reese loves, I, I think Reese is um, gift receiving that shows her love. Rhett, by all means, is like time. Yeah. I'm a gift giver. Um, um, Number 10, stop dwelling in the past. Yep. We already talked about it at the beginning. And there's actually a quote here with it. And it says, finish each day and be done with it. You could have... You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities, no doubt, crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You shall begin it serenely and with too high of a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense. Oh, amen. That is a good quote. Way to go, Link, we found. It's Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh. <laughs> He's a poet. It says it above it. <laughs> it does say that. I didn't read that part. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. (laughs) We know that we will need to be reminded. So when we listen to this back, we'll go, oh, okay. Cause every day is some new challenge with parenting. You may think you have it one day and the next day you are humbled very quickly. Yeah. You can go from thriving to surviving very quickly. It's an up and down roller coaster that teaches us all the things. Also this book is available on audible. I'm doing it with that. Did you see that? No, I haven't even clicked on it yet. I'll try to link it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah, Five Languages of Child- Love Languages of Children, written in 2016 by Gary Chapman, who is the same author of The Five Love Languages of Adults. Yeah. So if you haven't read that either, 10 out of 10 recommend, just so you can even, not, not only to understand your spouse, um, but to also understand yourself. How do you feel loved? Because when you can understand how you feel loved, you can very, you can communicate it more authentically to whomever you want to be loved by. Mm -hmm. So for example, Jordan is the worst gift giver. And I, when someone thinks of me as a gift, like out of the nowhere, that makes me feel really special inside. And so for a lot of times when Jordan would forget to get a gift or he would buy something that I would just be like, Oh, okay. Awesome. Like no thought put into that. Um, it would make, it would hurt my feelings more than anything. I don't actually care about the gift. Is the thought behind it would it. just hurt my feelings. Yeah. And so now I can communicate that. I'm like, Hey, you know, gift giving is my love language. Here's the four things that you can choose from. Like it shows me that you love me when you buy me a gift. And it's again, not the actual gift itself. It's the thought. Taking the, the time to do if, it. Yes. For sure. Cause I don't need anything. Right. We want to throw everything away, but yeah, we just talked about being minimalist. <laughs> Except for a Peloton tread. I do actually want that, Jordan, when you listen to this for my birthday in February. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love mine. After I just said I haven't been on it in a bit. I'm going to walk. Okay. Today. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Thanks for the moment. Okay, that's all I have. Do you have a quote by chance or are we going to leave it read with it Ralph, Waldo, Ralph. Ralph Waldo Emerson? <laughs> Ralphie. Ralph did it for us. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you guys for listening and we hope to see you again next week. See ya. Later. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. You can follow us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at Kylie Epperson underscore. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in each day. Stay grateful, friends.